Hello, Nightingales. In this episode, we will be exploring hard skills versus soft skills and what giving grace means. As we continue to learn how to navigate a world that has been changed by COVID-19, we also continue to face new challenges as a result. Our lives have been impacted in so many ways, some we have yet to realize. The soft skills of empathy, compassion, collaboration, communication, patience, problem solving, and grace are more important than ever to be successful both personally and professionally. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the PRN Nursing Education Show. This podcast is for everyone interested in listening to many lectures on specific content and discussions on various nursing and healthcare related topics. From nursing students, nurse educators, baby nurses to seasoned nurses, and everyone in between, this is the podcast made just for you. So channel your inner Florence Nightingale and get ready to learn. So what is the difference between hard skills and soft skills? Hard skills are those technical job specific skills that are relevant to your job position. These are the skills that you will either receive education and or training to do successfully. These are the technical skills such as starting an IV, programming an IV pump, mixing a medication. Those are examples of hard skills. But what about soft skills? Those are a little more nebulous in a way when we are talking about basically general characteristics or personality traits. So there are soft skills that are important for certain jobs, but those aren't necessarily things that you will be trained for. However, when we talk about assessment of job performance, work performance, even in the interview phase when we have situational or behavioral interviews, those are basically assessing those soft skills and personality characteristics that represent someone that as a person meets the values of the organization. So, for example, you can have someone that is the top of their class in nursing school. They aced the NCLEX. You know, they passed it with flying colors. They passed it in 75 questions in 30 minutes. Um, So, on paper, they seem competent, at least from a technical aspect. However... Once they're at the bedside, interacting with staff, interacting with patients, interacting with other uh, clinicians, 
there's some issues that may arise. They may come across as rude or abrasive. They may not have the ability to show compassion or empathy to their patients in times of need. They may lack the ability to critically think and fill in gaps of knowledge based on the situation, based on the context of the people that are involved. So when we talk about soft skills, in a way we're looking at interpersonal skills. So which are more important, soft skills or hard skills? And I think in nursing, we tend to lean on the hard skills, the technical skills. We are measuring people based on their ability to perform certain tasks in a safe manner. However, an important component of nursing is also understanding the values and code of conduct of nursing and all that is involved in the role of a professional nurse. You can be the best person technically, but interpersonally, it can be a detriment, not only to your own career, but to the organization. So that is one thing that I would like to highlight is we need to redefine what it means to be competent. We need to redefine our assessment of these nursing skills and we need to address these things when we see that they are deficient in certain aspects. An example will be if we look at an ethical situation. If someone is unethical in nursing school, say that they are caught cheating, then we should think about how that would translate into practice. If someone made a medication error in practice, would they report it? So it's not to be overly dramatic about it, but we need to make those connections between soft skills and hard skills um, because as a whole, that can make a big difference in terms of patient safety. As a nursing school instructor, I have been thinking more and more recently about what it truly takes for someone to be successful as a new nurse. Of course, we have exams and quizzes and skill check-offs and competencies that uh, students are supposed to meet. But 
I also wonder about some of the other skills that we are not truly assessing that also contribute to someone being successful as a nurse. Those of you in nursing education or any other form of education for that matter, I am hearing some of the same concerns um, that are being seen in the classrooms. I am seeing concerns regarding students' ability to communicate effectively. I am hearing issues with critical thinking. I'm also hearing issues in terms of respect and treating others with empathy. So when we think about that, those are, to me, essential skills for being a nurse. So even if someone is able to meet the hard skill checkoff, what if they are lacking in the soft skills that also contribute to being able to practice competently, safely, and effectively? So there are very few, if any, mechanisms in nursing programs that assess or develop these skills. So to some extent, we are saying that those aren't as important. We may give feedback to students regarding certain behaviors or attitudes or something like that in the context of how it is impacting those hard skills. But as a standalone, we don't have a rubric to assess someone's ability to communicate effectively, to assess someone's ability to be empathetic. So there essentially is a gap in knowledge uh, that we are seeing. The difficult thing is, is that soft skills are something that is not necessarily taught. It is gained through experience, both personally and professionally, in activities, in churches, in schools. You know, it's all through life that we are developing those skills. So if someone enters a nursing program that has not successfully developed those skills, how do we remediate those gaps? And that is a challenging, challenging topic. Why do soft skills matter? Well, one tangible way to uh, speak to this specifically in regards to nursing is the American Nurses Association Code of Ethics for Nurses. 
So in general, what makes a profession is that they have a standard code of ethics or code of conduct that all members are expected to follow. So I'm going to do a quick run through of the nine provisions in the nursing code of ethics and we'll link that back to our discussion regarding soft skills versus hard skills. So first we have provision one, which is the nurse practices with compassion and respect for the inherent dignity, worth and unique attributes of every person. Provision two, the nurse's primary commitment is to the patient, whether an individual, family, group, community, or population. Provision three, the nurse promotes, advocates for, and protects the rights, health, and safety of the patient. Provision four, the nurse has authority, accountability, and responsibility for nursing practice, makes decisions, and takes actions consistent with the obligation to provide optimal patient care. Provision five, the nurse owes the same duties to self as to others, including the responsibility to promote health and safety, preserve wholeness of character and integrity, maintain competence, and continue personal and professional growth. Provision six, the nurse, through individual and collective effort, establishes, maintains, and improves the ethical environment of the work setting and conditions of employment that are conducive to safe quality health care. Provision seven, the nurse, in all roles and settings, advances the profession through research and scholarly inquiry, professional standard development, and the generation of both nursing and health policy. Provision eight, the nurse collaborates with other health professionals and the public to protect human rights, promote health diplomacy, and reduce health disparities. And finally, provision nine, the profession of nursing collectively through its professional organizations must articulate nursing values maintain the integrity of the profession, and integrate principles of social justice into nursing and health policy. So we can see from the code of ethics that there is a combination of those hard skills and soft skills. When we speak about respecting the inherent dignity and worth of every person. When we talk about integrity, when we talk about protecting human rights and reducing health disparities, a lot of that is linked back to the importance of soft skills. Of course, we have the aspects of maintaining competence, professional growth, those along with research and scholarly inquiry speak to hard skills. 
So given that in this code, both hard skills and soft skills are integrated, that's what we need to be bringing into nursing education more. The issue is that nursing education, we deal with, there's so much content and so little time, and both students and instructors are faced with the challenge of content overload. So, of course, we have to figure out ways to prioritize what we're teaching to make sure that they will have the knowledge and skills that they need to transition into practice. That being said, it comes at the cost to some extent of us devaluing educating or discussing or you know providing feedback on those soft skills that would be necessary for a student to develop. How can one develop those skills if we don't talk about them? How do they develop those skills if we don't provide them the feedback of what's necessary? How do we expect them to correct behaviors? if we don't have mechanisms in place to make it important, so to speak. I know that a problem is that it can be considered subjective. One person's interpretation of someone's professionalism or their attitude, in air quotes, could be different from instructor to instructor, setting to setting. So that's why I think it's imperative that we start the discussion of how we can integrate this throughout our curriculum, that along with the soft skills and hard skills, we're threading that as a combined expectation and not something that is separate, not something that is extra. It is something that is necessary. And as long as we convey the message that it isn't as important, then it won't be important to our students. So for the experienced nurses out there, I assume that you don't look at or reflect on those nursing values or that the code of ethics, you know, frequently. Um, but I would encourage you to take a second to just look that over again and reflect on who you are as a nurse. Do you believe that you are embodying everything that is in those code of ethics. And if everyone is honest, I would assume that 99% of the people will say no, that 
no one is up to that standard of all nine of those at all times. However, of having the awareness of where those gaps are, where those deficiencies are, that is how you can work to improve. That is how you can know what opportunities you can seek out to further develop those skills. And it's not always going to be formalized training. It is not always going to be some module in Saba or whatever your training software is at your facilities. Um, and it's not always going to be something formalized. It can be just exposing yourselves to new situations. It could just be as simple as reading an article in a journal, having a conversation with someone that you may not normally have a conversation with to get a different perspective. So there are ways that we can all, whether we are students or active clinicians, to develop these skills. The goal is progress and not perfection. But we can't have progress without acknowledgement that there is an issue. And we can't have progress without engagement of everyone to work to find solutions to solve the issue. So although this discussion of hard skills versus soft skills on the surface may seem just a matter of definitions and rather simple, in the context of healthcare and nursing and life in general, this is a more complex topic than you may realize, especially when we are talking about training programs and pre-licensure programs of developing students into that professional role. So yes, there is an expectation that they come in with some of these skills. And yes, there are ways that we can screen and try to predict um, someone's ability or level of soft skills in terms of their communication, in terms of their team work, in terms of their mindset towards authority. Those are all things that, you know, there are mechanisms and psychometric testing and all those things exist for. But we don't have those mechanisms to get them there in the learning environment. We make the assumptions that if someone is lacking certain soft skills, that that is something that is fixed. Um, but that's not necessarily the case. No, it is not a zero-sum game of whether this person has the skill or not. But we should assume that everyone has the capacity to develop the skill, whether it's a technical skill or a soft skill.
So that would be my challenge to everyone is to place value on that in your practice, place value on that in your classrooms. And I would hope that eventually we will see a reflection of that in our facilities over time. The inspiration for this episode is, of course, Thanksgiving. I've been thinking about what it really means to be thankful, grateful, and all those things that go along with this time of year and see it as a time to reflect. It also led me to think more and more about the term grace as we've been hearing it uh, recently in our post-COVID world. When we hear the terms, give yourself grace, give each other grace, what does that actually mean? Of course, there are the religious aspects of the term grace, um, but in the context of our discussion, I will be looking at grace in terms of understanding, giving each other compassion, giving each other the space to make mistakes and to realize that everyone is doing the best that they can. But we all know in reality that is easier said than done. Giving others grace and giving yourselves grace to some extent could be seen as another COVIDism. When we when we said nurses are heroes and we're all in this together and in these uncertain times, it has become a tagline. So that's why I wanted to discuss what grace actually means, or as I interpret it. So we are all experiencing stress in different ways. We are all probably burned out to some extent. So when we talk about giving grace to ourselves and to others, that is hard. So we need to give ourselves grace in terms of being able to understand what we are thinking and feeling, taking the time to reflect on what we are experiencing. And after we do that, then hopefully we would have the insight to be able to say that if I'm feeling this or if I'm going through this, that others may be experiencing the same thing. So I should provide them the same space to process their experience in their own way. So when we talk about grace, I want it to be something that is meaningful and actionable. It should not just be something that we say to brush off something difficult. It is not something that we should say 
just to make excuses. But it is something that we actually need to practice to be fully able to give ourselves that emotional, psychological space to deal with what we are all going through right now. All right, this segment is specifically for students. Just want to take a second to have a conversation between you and me. So, I know that over the past two to three years that your world has been completely turned upside down. For those that were transitioning from high school into the college setting, you know, to do that in a virtual classroom was definitely not the optimal experience. And I want to acknowledge that you did miss out on some important milestones and some important experiences that may not have exposed you to certain things that others in the same time period going through those same transitions would have experienced. So this is my message to you. You don't know what you don't know. And I think those of us that didn't go through that transition under these circumstances, we don't have the ability to fully understand how that has impacted you and your education. So from that standpoint, that is something as an instructor that I am trying to be mindful of. That being said, there needs to be some self-reflection and insight on your part of where some of those deficits are and acknowledging that so you can get the resources that you need to help you get to where you need to be. So if you feel that you are lacking in certain technical skills or certain foundational knowledge, such as, you know, math or critical thinking, reading comprehension, uh, medical terminology, whatever those things are, there are resources out there for you. And, you know, it's up to you to actually utilize them and ask for the help when needed. In terms of the soft skill aspect, I think that we are still trying to come to terms with understanding that socialization period into higher education from high school 
into from the working world into nursing school it it's definitely a different transition when you may have been virtual while you were doing your prerequisites or you may have been virtual at the end of your high school uh, career so there are some role modeling and some social learning that most likely was missed and that can reflect in deficits in the soft skills so that being said when there is feedback given regarding issues with communication or issues with um, maybe how you wrote an email or wrote a paper or addressed um, someone do not take it as something that is being negative towards you take it as a learning opportunity because that is something that will translate into your professional career. That is something that will translate into your professional practice. So part of social interaction is understanding how people interact in different settings and how people interact between different roles. So understanding you know like levels of authority understanding uh, process and procedures for handling certain things is an important skill and it can be or will be frustrating when you transition out of the school phase into the professional phase if you have not learned or developed those types of skills to basically navigate the system. And if that is something that you don't feel that you are being exposed to or something that you know you have concerns about and need to discuss that more, I would say definitely reach out to your instructors, reach out to your programs in terms of what types of professional skills do you feel that you need the most help in developing? The ultimate goal is that once you graduate from nursing school is that you will be successful. And this is not just in terms of getting a job or making a certain amount of money. This is in terms of you being able to make an impact, whether it's one patient at a time or ultimately the profession in general realizing that your role as a nurse has so much more meaning than just a job and for those that don't see it that way it will be extremely challenging for you to transition especially during times that are uncertain when people are dealing with staffing issues and all these other things going on when when the times get really hard 
if you don't have a solid why for what what you're why you're doing it, if your only why is that you will have job security or make a certain dollar amount, then your career will probably be short-lived. So when you hear about terms like resilience, part of that is being prepared to face challenges as they arise. So that is my message to all the future nurses out there is do not miss an opportunity to develop these skills before you go into the real world and not the NCLEX world. Thank you for our little private conversation and now we'll get back to the show. All right, to wrap up this episode, I just want to summarize in terms of what some of the biggest takeaways would be. First, it would be understanding that soft skills and hard skills are both important in terms of your success as a nurse or in whatever profession that you are in. The second is in terms of education and training that we need to do a better job of placing value and bringing some transparency to the assessment of soft skills. The third is thinking of the role as a nurse or whatever professional career you are in, reflecting on your code of conduct or code of ethics and how that translate in, translates into your knowledge and your skills and what you can actively do to remediate or fill in those gaps of knowledge or experience. And lastly, I want you to really think about the concept of grace and what that means for yourself and for others. And really, it starts with giving ourselves grace first. And then we will be in a better position to give that to others. So I thank you, thank you, thank you for being with me today. And I hope that you gained something from this that will help enhance your professional career or even you personally. I think the overall message is shoot for progress and not perfection. And by doing that, we can make our workplaces and the world a better place. So with that, I hope that you all have a good day and I look forward to seeing you in the classroom. Take care.
The PRN Nursing Education Podcast is hosted by me, Professor Blue. You can email me at prnnursingeducation at gmail.com. Again, that is prnnursingeducation at gmail.com with any questions or topic requests. We are working on setting up all our social media, so check the show notes for where you can find even more great content from our show. Find the PRN Nursing Education Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Look forward to seeing you in the classroom.